Hello and welcome back to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside. To my right is Jordan McRae, center for the Birmingham Stallions, and I am Zach Bruner. On this victory Monday for Jordan, uh, how's it going? How's it feeling down in Birmingham? Uh, it's good, man. Uh, I had a great game this weekend, awesome turnout, and we got the W, so uh, played well, so about as good as it can get. Obviously, you've been a part of a bunch of first games for some of these leagues. I'm not sure if you've ever been a part of an official first game, like you were the first, you know, kickoff or, or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did this first one actually feel any different from, say, uh, opening kickoff of the XFL, opening kickoff of the AAF? Was it any different down there? Um, I would say just from like a fan standpoint, I know we're in the city of Birmingham, but we had a great turnout. The crowd was rocking. Uh, guys were excited and and um, it was just a really good atmosphere to be playing in, to be honest. And I really enjoyed it. Everything about it seemed, uh, I guess, to legitimize it, maybe. Maybe that's mm-hmm. the best way to put it. To your point, yeah. the fans were there. Obviously, yeah. Sunday's a little tough because one, raining, two, Easter. But yeah. Saturday, a lot of fans there. The production overall, I think, was really good. I think mm-hmm. they showed off some of the new uh, features. I guess this is probably my biggest question. The drones. Are the drones distracting? Are they loud as hell? Like flies flying past your ear? Or what you the hell is going on with those? You know, maybe the other guys, but honestly, I didn't I didn't notice. Okay. To be honest, like maybe it's because I'm focused on what the things that I have to do and I'm tired out there. So it's like I'm trying to make sure I'm doing everything right. But I didn't sure. really notice that that um I didn't really notice them at all, to be honest. Okay. I I guess they were sort of they were sort of away from you, from what I could tell, I suppose, yeah. too. There's yeah, a couple of them. Like, the ball almost hit them, I think. <laughs> it was close. <laughs> yeah. No, I can see how it could be distracting to some guys, but, like, for the trenches, like, they can't get that close, so it really wasn't no big a big bother to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it gave cool camera angles, I guess, too. So I think it did add something. We'll see if the NFL picks that up or see, you know, how it goes the rest of the time. Obviously, three of the four games have been played uh, as we are recording this. The fourth one got flexed to Monday night Yep. Um, because of weather. And you guys experienced some of the weather as well. It was a little bit rainy. Uh, I They did make a big point of Alex Magoo, I believe his last name, yeah. is throwing his gloves because he couldn't grip the damn ball because of yeah. uh, his gloves getting wet. Mm-hmm. For you, do you wear gloves? And does that affect center snaps at all, really? Um, just a little bit. I do wear gloves um, because my, my palms naturally sweat a lot. So uh, I don't want the ball slipping on my hand for that reason. And I just make sure that I, I either I have a towel or somebody in the office does. So I'm always wiping my hand before the snap to make sure that the, the grip is good. Yeah, it seemed like it was causing a lot of people problems, at least for quarterbacks. Definitely some balls sailing there a little bit early Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for, for both uh, teams yeah. in that game. The final numbers did come in for that first game. Three and a half million viewers for your guys' game, which comes in mm-hmm. a little bit higher than uh, XFL, AAF. Again, it was simulcasted on uh, NBC and on Fox, so that helps it out too. But mm-hmm. I, it has to be viewed as a success. Has there been talks that you've heard, at least from the inside, from people talking about uh, that was great, that was good, exactly what we expected or what? 
Um, I, only times I really heard is from like fellow teammates or prior teammates that that uh, didn't actually go out to the game because you know they're getting mentally prepared for their game the next day, and uh, they watched it on TV and was like, "Bro, everything looked good. Y'all crowd was rocking. Like everything, everything went great." So they 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 enjoyed watching it in the in the product that was being out there. So I think that got them more excited for their games the next day. So then you get your guys' game out of the way right away mm-hmm. Saturday, two games Sunday, one game tonight. Are you tuning in to watch these other games? Is it kind of oh. a good way for you to get film as well or just yeah. as a fan? Yeah, definitely. Like uh, we play Houston next, so was tuning into their game before we had our weight session and meetings earlier on uh, Sunday. And uh, two of my best friends play on the, the New Orleans team, so definitely had to tune into their game as well. And uh, we'll be tuning in tonight because a couple of former teammates I play with, and I want to see how well they're going to do. And just to, see, just to get a get a look, I love football. So the more football right. we get it to watch, the better. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. Along those same lines, uh, one of my co-hosts from the other podcast, uh, Jake Osman, wants to know. I guess in season, out of season, if it changes, what are some of the things you like to watch? Is it sports all the time as an athlete, or do you get away from sports and like to watch other stuff? Uh, it's it's usually a good mix. I, I don't usually I, – I love sports in general. I love football most of all. But um, I watch a, a couple of games here and there, especially with our league, a little bit of playoff basketball, and then just regular TV shows, and I'm an anime guy, so got to tune into that too, so. Just a little bit of mix a, of everything, to be honest. Are you a Miami guy for basketball right now, or who's your team? Uh, I am a Miami guy and also a, a big LeBron fan, so um, just going to be watching Miami this year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> uh, I guess going back to that game then, mm-hmm. this, this is interesting because it kind of follows the same season pattern as when I coached semi-pro. So I think right now it probably feels like fall to you guys. Like, you know, just like opening camp, just weather-wise, it's kind of fall-like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once we get to June, June in Birmingham is going to be hot as hell. I mean, I we all know that. Uh, yeah. Is that going to change anything for you of how you prepare or play like, do you think, other than <laughs> you're going to need another towel? Um, besides that, needing more towel, making sure everything is right with that, but uh, just just hydrating more. Um We've all played in high areas, played in cold areas, and just got to adjust to what we're going to be playing at. So we knew that coming in, so we just got to make the adjustments for it. Yeah. I, man, it's going to – I can't imagine. It, it blows. Mm-hmm. I just remember just on the sideline <laughs> it blows. Like, Jesus Christ. Um, With that game, mm-hmm. so you guys both lit it up right away. Obviously, both teams scored on the first possession, early fireworks, and you guys went ice cold. I, yeah. It's not a secret. I think it's clear. Uh, there's quarterbacks missing throws or stuff like that. My first question with that is, is it what's the football like? Is it a typical NFL football or is it a, a USL specific football that you guys maybe aren't used to? It's a, it's a specific football for this league. And um, I think it takes a little bit of adjusting to get used to. But we've been practicing with it for three weeks. Um, so sure. I wouldn't say that uh, that's a. Uh, a reason for why we slowed down, you know, it was, and it wasn't just the quarterbacks. It was a little bit of everybody, Correct. offensive line, uh, tight ends, receivers. It was, it took all of us to mess up, but then once things started going well, we started to sink in and uh, got a little bit better for us. So just got to make sure we don't stall out next week. 
Right. And you talked about last week, this first game especially is going to be mm-hmm. almost fully based on in-game adjustments because there's no film. Right. You don't know what the other team's going to do. And I think that came to fruition clearly in the game. Obviously, you guys were down chasing points, and it seemed mm-hmm. like you guys made adjustments. Uh, is that basically what it was from your point of view on the sideline? Was it a lot of just talking through what everyone's seeing? And yeah. something clicked, and that's how you guys won, or what? It's really, yeah, really just going into adjustments. Um, we had a lot of things open that we just were one player away or one player away. So just settling into the game, everybody realizing just do your 111th. Don't try to do anybody else's job. As long as we're all all doing our job, we'll be successful. And uh, realizing the the pattern of the, the way the game was going and some of the strengths we were having on offense, just leaning on that a little bit more and um, started executing. That's really all it came down to. And then um, started doing a little bit better on offense. So One of the moments, I think, that really – started to swing momentum towards you guys. I think it was early fourth quarter. They said the cadence switched and that you guys were going on a different snap count. And, you know, there's a couple false starts on them back to back. Mm -hmm. Was that something you guys actually talked about? Or was that something that Smith just changed up the cadence and they jumped in? You recognize that to snap the ball or what? Um, No, we we have a specific play in for that. Uh, If they jump, snap the ball and we're – we're, we're going to go. And then um, they jumped that first time. And then Jamar was like, let's just go on to this next time, see if they jump again. And they did. So just so happened, uh, we were just in the flow of a game and things were going well. So we're like, well, let's let's keep – we were locked in, so we knew that it wasn't going to be anything that was going to damage us. So we're just trying to make the most of our opportunities there. That makes sense. And then obviously you guys marched down the field, I think. Well, one thing that really came to play, and we were talking about it when we were talking through the USFL rules, inside two minutes, the clock stops after mm-hmm. every first down. And we talked about how it uh, should lead to more scoring opportunities, closer games at the end, opportunities yeah. for teams to score, more points, all good. And I think that really helped you guys. Obviously, you're marching down the field uh, inside two minutes, and you ended up scoring to take the lead. And I don't think the USFL could have drawn it up any better. Yeah. 29 seconds left, though. What's the feeling for people who don't know? 29 seconds left. You guys are inside the 10. You score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. You win. And for those who didn't see it, uh, sort of a broken play, kind of a speed option type of thing to the right. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamar cuts it back and actually runs right behind you for that touchdown. Yeah. Just adrenaline all time high. Or what's the thoughts going through your head pre snap and after you guys actually do score? Uh, you know, that drive, we had a lot of momentum. And um, it's kind of like you think about, like, this is what we, came, what we, what we all came here to do. Like, uh, everybody wants to be in these moments, wants to have the ball as close to possible as last. And um, I, I just felt like I, I didn't know who was going to score. I knew that we were all executed, so somebody was going to score. We were going to make sure that we get that last touchdown and the defense was going to do their thing. But it was, a, it was a really fun moment. It was, it was, it was um, one of the fun, most fun moments I had playing, you know, being in tight games like that, it just gets your adrenaline going, and that's really what you play the game for, for games like that. Yeah, like I said, like I don't think the USFL could have drawn it up any better for their opening game. Obviously, in Birmingham, having Birmingham win, that's a good mm-hmm. thing as well. Just yeah. all around uh, good stuff. And David Knops on Facebook wants to know, and I'm not sure if you got to do it down in Birmingham, but what's your favorite meal following a big win like that? 
Um, man, I'm not sure. I had a lot of, um, I, after games like that, I usually don't be that hungry. And mm -hmm. uh, whatever, like my parents, uh, a lot of family and friends came up to the game and they had burgers for me. And that was, that was clutch. So I, I'll say a burger for right now, but it might change next week. So we'll see how it goes. Do you have a pregame thing? Do you have a specific pregame ritual meal that you like to do? So usually I'll eat breakfast on pregame and then won't eat until after the game because I feel okay. like and I want to feel skinny even though I'm fat. So, so uh, <laughs> got to be hug play hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play on an empty stomach and uh, feel feel good, play good, all that good stuff. So that's that's usually how I go. Uh, just a not a not a heavy breakfast, something small, and then just get ready for the game that way. That's right. Uh, did you get to watch any of the – apologize for not knowing the name of it. It's not inside the USFL, but whatever their hard knocks type yeah. of thing is. Did you watch that? Yeah, I got the chance to watch it yesterday. After uh, I think it came on before one of the games and uh, got to watch a, watch a good piece of it. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think the question everybody wants to know, what's – What's a, what's Pittsburgh's coach got against pizza? What's going on with oh, Devion Smith? And, and, <laughs> and then uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened with that situation. I'm actually a really good friend of Davion. I was on his team and with the Apollos and in the XFL. Right. Good player, even better person. Um, just very unfortunate. I don't think that should have happened to him because I don't I, I don't believe him to lie. And like a lot of people say that, oh, there had to be something else involved with it. I talked to him immediately after it happened. Um, I don't believe him to be a person to lie about something like that. It wasn't disrespectful, so he should be playing today. Um, hopefully one of these teams picks him up because he's a great player. And uh, I just I just didn't, I didn't like how that went down. I think that's the general reception of mm. what was shown. And uh, obviously I don't know him personally. I just know what he has done on the field. And to your point, He's a great player. I think a lot of mm -hmm. people called him one of the best running backs in the league before obviously yeah. anything started. So uh, I would assume he's on a short list. Yeah. I don't, especially after seeing the reception, it's not like everyone's uh, crucifying him for uh, passing on chicken salad. I think yeah. it's going to be okay. <laughs> um, Sylvester Torres from Reddit. Uh, only three weeks of training camp, so obviously we all recognize there wasn't a ton of time to put stuff in to get super advanced with everything. But mm -hmm. as a team, just from a general consent, uh, just a thought, like what do you think you guys spent the most on uh, to prepare for the season? Do you think more emphasis was put on a specific, you know, area on the team, whether it's offense or defense or running game, passing game? Do you guys do you feel like you leaned any certain way? Mm -hmm. Not really. Um, we, we just want to be an offense for at least from the offense standpoint. Not, I know the defense is working hard, but I wasn't in on any of their meetings or anything like that, so I can't speak for them. But we just try to mm -hmm. be a team that's good at, good enough at both things to take advantage of whatever a team is weak at. And a lot of the emphasis going into camp was just to making sure that we got out of camp healthy because with only 45 yeah. guys, you know, and most NFL camps, there's 90 guys in the XFL and AAF camps, they were close to 90 guys. So um, just making sure that we had a, a, a general knowledge of the offense and the defense and making sure we got out of camp healthy and ready for week one was uh, the main emphasis.
I think you guys are one of the more healthy teams from what I was looking at too. So mm-hmm. uh, may- maybe not everybody put that same sort of emphasis. Maybe they went more all out, uh, mm-hmm. but there was more players on the injury list than I was expecting. So hopefully that was uh don't linger. Cause it's not a super long season, obviously yeah, that would blow, it up, blow your chances like that. Do you get, that's interesting. Not that you know, cause you're not injured. Do you get paid per game check, like per week that you were on the team? So are like players who are on the injury report on the quote unquote practice squad. Mm-hmm. Do you know if they see a, uh, a downgrade in their pay at all? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest. I, yeah, I'm not, I know that if you are on the practice squad, it's not the same, same amount of money as if, if you are active. And then if right. you get hurt and aren't, aren't able to play and go on IR or some things like that, I'm pretty sure it's the same exact way. Like uh, mm-hmm. you can't you can't release anybody that's hurt without compensation. So I think it'll be something along those lines. But I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure on how that procedure goes. Sure, that's interesting. Um, this question from Corey Nash on Facebook. This sounds like a coach question. Sounds like coach speech. Uh, so I'm okay. here for it. Uh, he wants to know what stretch of time that you learned more about your team in the three weeks of practice or the three hours of your game. Um, that's a man. That is a good question. Um, I honestly feel like it's it's, it's when the lights are on. Like you, you can practice is of course essential to success to a team, but there's a lot of guys that can perform well in practice when nobody's watching and 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 be that guy. But when the lights come on, turn into a totally different player. And at least from our team standpoint, we had a whole bunch of guys that were ready for the challenge. Even though we were down, we're stalling on the offense. Defense played their ass off the entire time. And um, I feel like we figured out more about our team in that win than we did in the three weeks. Like, we knew we had a talented team. Um, that's what Coach always tells us. Everybody in the league has talent. But what? so what's going to separate the talent from the talent? You know what I mean? So, like, right. Wins like that, uh, battling adversity, and uh, having composure, things of that nature, you can only find out in in game. So I would say the three hours in the game. Uh, Daryl Graff wants to know, and we touched on this a little bit, uh, but he wants to know what really started changing the tempo in the second half or just changing the momentum probably is what he's talking about more. Uh, was there a different play calling strategy or what do you think from a player's point of view? Uh, what sort of turned the tide for you guys? I really just feel like we just settled in, and 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 uh, maybe guys were jittery in the first in the first half. Um, everyone was making it, it was a lot of guys playing really good football, and then one mistake here. So ten guys doing the right thing, and, and that's how offense work. We all got to be on the same mm-hmm. page, making things right. So um, I think once we settled in and started seeing that success realizing the offense that we can be and um just fed off each other's energy once we get that second score and realizing like hey we can we can do this every time we get the ball it was just that confidence and uh jamar's a great leader and uh we 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 got we're able to get it done yeah i mean it it just seemed like you're you know people talk about this all the time just everyone's sort of posture sort of changes once you guys get rolling a little bit more momentum everyone yeah running up the line a little faster. It was mm-hmm. it was cool to see. Definitely felt like you guys were in control towards the end of that game. Yeah. Um, we'll go out on this question from Eric Calhoun. 
Uh, he wants to know the best advice you can impart into players, into high school football players who are hoping they have that goal to go pro at some mm-hmm. point. Um, I would probably say, like, and that's I'm speaking to arrogant, but also myself, take advantage of every rep that you get, whether it's a walkthrough rep, whether it's a mental rep and you're not the starter, you're watching somebody behind you. But every rep that you get is a chance to get better. And if you're not getting better, you're going to be getting worse. So if it's watching, if it's going through your footwork trying to walk through, if it's getting your hat placement, uh, using your hands well, like whatever it might be, make sure that you're giving it your 100% at that moment, whether it's a walk, full speed drill or a walkthrough drill. And um, I feel like that's the way you take advantage and get better every single day. In today's, you know, football, sports in general, and I also feel like people are watching 24-7 too. Mm-hmm. So to your point, every rep, uh, if you don't think people are looking at you in that rep, I'm, you're wrong. Yeah. Like whether it's whether it's you're playing in the USFL and they have the 50 cameras or whatever they were talking about for production, like they got every single angle, whether it's practice, every practice is filmed now uh, yeah. by somebody. Uh, so, yeah, to your point, don't take any time off because people see it. Exactly. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before you are going into your second week of the USFL? Um. No, that pretty much brings it up, man. I'm excited for this week of practice and to put on another good performance on Saturday and hopefully get this dub. Yes, so you can watch Jordan play the Houston Gamblers again this next Saturday. Gamblers won their first game against the Michigan Panthers. I'll call that a win by default. By the way, the Panthers may have played, but the Gamblers (laughs) did get the the win. Shout out Jeff Fisher. I'm sure he'll still go 500 somehow. Um, <laughs> you don't need to say it, I'll say it. Uh, George uh. McCray is here for the Burberry Gibbs Stallions. I am Zach Bruner. We'll be with you next week. See ya. Peace. Peace.